0: From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time for Odds and Zones, a feature of the Fans First Sports Network. It's time to sweat it out. Here's your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Mongnati.
1: Adam, at least one team showed up over the holidays in Denver, and it wasn't the Broncos. So for most fans, we're moving on to the Avs and the Nuggets, but since this is a Broncos podcast, we actually have to talk about the Broncos. To me, the biggest thing in the last two games, and even then it doesn't really matter. The last two games is what Sean Payton, Greg Penner, and the Denver Broncos decide to do with Russell Wilson. Because I think you would agree with me that we are over the Russ experiment and it's, it's time to get a new quarterback.
0: Yeah. The, uh, so we've obviously, I mean, a whole, we've spent a whole season, uh, and I have, I, in particular, sort of, I don't know that I want to use the term believing in Russ, but believing that the Broncos were all in on Russ and that Sean Payton was coaching him hard and, there was there was this idea that this is what what they needed to do, and this is what Russ wanted, and Sean Payton was the guy to sort of turn him around. That was the thought. And as as we prepared for our show today, as we had our little pre show fist fight, as you were uh, as, as I am wont to describe, it is apparent to me that that is not necessarily the case anymore. And to watch this team struggle the way that they have the last few games it is it's it's disheartening to say the least. And the, 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 the recent sort of quote from Sean Payton about still learning how to win or how not to lose or I don't want to I'm not going to directly quote it because I've already said my piece about it uh, is frustrating because at this point, we're talking about professional athletes that should know how to win, especially when you you had a five-game winning streak as a franchise and you uh, beat teams that you shouldn't have beat in games that you shouldn't have won. And I, I told you this before we started. This team wins games that they should not win, a la Buffalo and the Bills, and they lose games that they absolutely should win, a la the Jets, the Commanders, the Patriots on Christmas Eve, and it is infuriating. I'm frustrated with the coaching. I think Sean Payton needs to be better at play calling and, and, and so much as there has to be a recognition of what your team is and if you're playing to win, you will do that in a way that gives your team a chance to win but there are so many things wrong with this team and so many holes and a veteran coach like Bill Belichick is going to recognize that and exploit that even with Bailey Zappi as his head coach that It it isn't. I think it's frustrating to me that it isn't as much of a surprise that they lost to the Patriots as it should be. Maybe that's where my anger is. I should be shocked and dismayed at this horrible loss. And I'm actually I'm not. This is exactly the world we live in and the place that we have come to know and love as Broncos country over the course of the last almost an entire
1: decade. I think the biggest issue is not the fact that they lost, but it's how they lost. It's how they played. It's how for minus 10 minutes in the fourth quarter, they were horrible. They showed no emotion. There was no sense of urgency. There was no playing like this is a playoff game. And that comes from coaching. Like, the coaches should have instilled in this team, this is a playoff game. Now, most of you don't know what a playoff game is because this franchise has been so bad for so long. But this is a playoff game. And Sean Payton has said all year long that the way they play is the way they practice. And I think that's the biggest frustration is in the biggest game of the year in the biggest game for this franchise since Super Bowl 50 with everything that needed to break the Broncos way over the holiday weekend. It broke their way, save for the Bills losing to the Chargers, which isn't really that big of a deal given the fact that everything else broke their way. Every team that needed to lose lost. And that's how they come out and play. I mean, I'm going to, my mother-in-law does not watch football. Even she couldn't believe the lack of effort from the Broncos on Christmas Eve. I think that speaks volumes. Because it it was just, I, I want to throw out a word. It may be a little harsh. It was disgraceful. The big-name players didn't step up. The fact that PS2 got burnt and crapped all over himself on a key play in a game like that? You want to be a shutdown corner, and that's how you perform in a key moment in in a key game with the game on the line? Obviously, Russell Wilson is what Russell Wilson is, but Javante Williams, the linebackers, I am sick of piss-poor tackling. That Ezekiel Elliott touchdown, what was that? Just no effort. Like, when you watch the Baltimore Ravens secondary, they tackle. Like, they they get you to the ground. The Broncos, eh. He was just trying to make it look like he gave an effort on that, that little screen pass to Ezekiel Elliott that turned into a touchdown. It's that kind of effort. And that kind of performance in a key game at home after you just got embarrassed by the Lions, that's how you come out and play?
0: You know, the, the talk of uh, frustration with Vance Joseph earlier in, in the year, the 70-point uh, debacle against the Dolphins, the the fact that they started the season as poorly as they did, and then you had the turnaround and turnovers became sort of the the saving grace, and all of those things. You you have this roller coaster ride of uh, of ability, it seems. And the one thing that they have never done this year is tackle. I don't care which part of the season it has been, whether it be uh, early on in the season when they were losing a lot of games or in the middle of the season when they went on a five-game win streak, or recently when they have uh, gone back to their losing ways, the, the issue of tackling has continued to be the biggest issue on defense. And as much as I enjoy turnovers, and I think they're great, they mask a lot of issues. They mask a lot of the problems that defenses have. And... We've talked about how you can turn turnovers into a a thing like that can just be what your defense does. And that's great. And and I uh, believe that that is true. But I also believe and this is something that has to change. If you can't tackle, it doesn't matter about turnovers, because when you have games where you don't get the turnovers or when the other team, your opponent is also creating turnovers, you can't you, you can't win games because you can't tackle anybody and quite frankly that game started off almost perfectly a strip sack for uh for the broncos on the first play of the game to have the ball inside the 10 to go and score a touchdown right they didn't do that they end up going four and out or whatever and the turnover was nice and you think okay we're gonna keep you know turnover's good all right it's good no, no, it's just nothing is working. Nothing is working. And tackling is a big part of that. The The offense is, I can't find anything to speak of that I am happy with right now with this team. The play calling is bad. The, on, on both sides, offensive and defensive, the the desire doesn't seem to be there. And I know that like when you watch the post game interviews and I'm not going to say that this team doesn't want to win. I hate, I hate feeling like that. And I almost feel like that's, maybe too harsh. They want to win, but they, to steal a line from a line, a line from Shorzy, they don't hate to lose. You know, they, they want to win. They love to win. They don't hate to lose. And that's what I'm seeing from this team. It's, it's a, a an it's a disappointment. And that starts at the top. I keep going back to Sean Payton. And I think that, you said something as well. He just doesn't have the talent around him that he wants. I, I think that's part of it. It's it's not about he doesn't have – there's talent on this team. It's just not the talent he wants. It's not what he would do. And if it's not what he would do, then maybe he's not all in on how he's coaching this team.
1: Well, just look at the offense. Like, where are the receivers? Like, where was Jerry Judy? Like, that, that was a game for him to step up without Cortland Sutton. Where was he? On a milk carton. What well, he probably dropped it. I I, I just it, the the Jerry Judy experiment can't end soon enough for me. I just they need to be done with him. He's he. I would say he's a Jag, but that's an insult to Jags. I, I, I we we talk about. I don't want to keep going back on this because they do have the Chargers this week, even though the last two games really don't matter. But how many times have we seen? A Broncos player get a quarterback in the backfield, and just don't wrap him up and bring him to the down or bring him down. Where was the pressure or the blitzes that we saw against the Chargers? Where has that been the last two weeks? And and it's to put a cap on it. Russell Wilson got outplayed by Bailey Zappi. You know, I, I mean that pretty much says it all at this point.
0: Can I ask you a question about that? Because I have a, a, a thought that just is bouncing into my head here about Russell Wilson and being outplayed by Sam Howell and being outplayed by um, just you name a quarterback that he that that they've lost to and and you know he's been outplayed by that quarterback uh, is in in my mind it it now seems to me that Russell Wilson is in his own head about what he is supposed to be doing. And he's getting outplayed because he is, he's, he's, he's mentally gone. He's mentally destroyed, wrecked Like because he knows he's not what he was. And so he's trying to do too much. He's overcompensating. And you mentioned it. He, he has a clean pocket. It was a Tyler Columbus that, that tweeted it out. Clean pocket, all he has to do is stand there, and he spins himself into a sack. Just stand there. Like, the pocket is clean. And I'm not going to blame his height because Drew Brees was 5'2", or something like that. So that's not it. So I, to me, it's he's in his own head, and it, it's it's a mental block for him. And when it comes to mental issues in sports, sometimes those are more difficult to survive than physical because the brain is fragile and I think Russell Wilson's brain is incredibly fragile. I think when things don't go his way he's he's weak-minded and he panics and we watched him panic and you see him panicking and he knows you saw him panic. I just wonder if that's if, if that means it's just he's just not salvageable at this point.
1: I don't think he is, because I I agree with you. I think it's completely mental. The physical attributes aren't really there. He can still hit the deep ball from time to time. He's never really been a middle-of-the-field passer. But his vision, it's not there. Like He'll have open receivers, and he just doesn't see it. And that's because he panics. And that's because he, he just doesn't have the confidence in himself I don't know how he feels about his offensive line. He doesn't have the confidence in himself. And he feels the pressure that he needs to do this, not just for him, but for Sean Payton. And I, and I think that's some of the pressure that he feels. Like he needs to be better, but he knows he's so far gone in his head that it's not going to happen. And I, I think that's why the experiment needs to end because it's not salvageable. I I we're on 2 years of this. He has a coach who wants to work with him and he still can't get out of his head. And those like the, the issue that you talked about of 316 himself or 180 himself into a sack with a clean pocket, that happens so often.
0: He does he puts himself into his own I, little spin cycle.
1: And it doesn't stop.
0: No, just Spinning and spinning and spinning. And I suppose we're probably going to see that against the Chargers. And we do have to talk about this game because now he's up against another quarterback that he should outplay in Easton Stick. And this is a game that if you look at the the sports books, as as we are wont to do on this show, because we are a betting show, they are a five-point favorite against a Chargers team that is missing its starting quarterback, that is missing defensive players, that is struggling and, and uh, has fired its head coach, unfortunately, because I thought Staley was doing a great job. I was d- so disappointed. And, this and Tom Telesco, the, <laughs> the general manager. The whole, that whole group was doing so wonderful. Uh, but this is a game, again, and here we are. This is a game they should win. This is a game that the Denver Broncos should win. They should win handily. It shouldn't be... Uh, it shouldn't be up for debate whether or not they will. I I guarantee you that uh, it's one where I what was the tweet I saw? Somebody tweeted out how the Broncos do a great job of ruining our holidays, and they tweeted out all the losses they've had on like Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Like it's like it's like we just stop playing on these days? Is that possible? But I I'm I'm not sure how. Comfortable, most people are going to be, even as a five-point favorite going into this game. Especially considering, I don't remember what the line was against the Patriots, but it was it was like six and a half, I think, or seven.
1: Uh, yep, should have never been that high, obviously.
0: Clearly, because they they got their their butts handed to them. So here here we are again as fans going. Well, these last two games don't matter. They played themselves out of the playoffs. So now, what do you do? And I, I, I will say this: Please don't tell me that it's time for the Broncos to change quarterbacks. Right? Um, I, no, stop that. But I, I don't know. What? What do we do? What? Do, what do we do as fans? What do we root for? What do we care about? What do we? What do we want to see? Because it isn't going to be the playoffs.
1: No, it it would take a miracle. And not just a miracle on 34th Street. It would take a miracle beyond that for the Broncos to get into the playoffs. Like, had they won against New England, they would have had a 42% chance of making the playoffs. Because like I said, everything broke their way that needed to break. All the teams lost that needed to lose. And with what's coming up for the remainder of the schedule, with the Texans not having C.J. Stroud, with Trevor Lawrence struggling and being injured, with the Colts losing to the Falcons. Like everything was breaking their way. The Steelers beat the Bengals, and the Steelers still have to play the Seahawks, and they still have to play the Ravens. Everything was breaking their way, and that's how they come out and perform. I, I, I'm going to say something. I don't care. I I just, I don't care. I don't care if they win or lose because I got invested. I allowed myself to believe again. I actually thought, oh, the Broncos, they're, they're doing this. And that's what happens again. So now I'm into the mode that you were at when the season began, not for the next two games, but going into next year, prove it. Like I'm done. I am done talking about it. I'm done wanting it. I'm done hoping it. Prove it and do it. The next two games, I don't care.
0: Yeah. Well, then let's talk about the keys, right? Let's get into our keys to the game, and I'll start just for fun. And and I actually am going to look at Sean Payton here. And say he's got to do a better job of calling plays for his offense. And I I know, and everybody's going to shout into the ether here as they're listening to this, that I just got done and you just got done saying that Russell Wilson is is a huge problem and uh, we've spent an entire season defending him and I'm done with that. He's a big issue, blah, blah, blah. I still believe that Sean Payton has to do a better job of putting his quarterback in a position to be successful. And making calls that will give Russell Wilson the best opportunity to win. And maybe that won't be enough. And I can acknowledge that. Maybe Russ, and like we've said, the Russ experiment I think is over. And I'm fine with that. Let's just let's just see see it to its end and then move on. But do something different to allow Russell Wilson to be successful because it is frustrating to watch when Sean Payton gets angry at Russell Wilson for not doing something that he wanted him to do seemingly forgetting that Russell Wilson isn't capable of that. So why are you calling that play? That's kind of where I'm at with that. And so that's, that's my key to the game, I guess.
1: For me, it's to show up. I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy who says that they, they didn't care or they, they didn't want to win, but we're both. I test people. We're both. We're both we see it we're, we're all based on what we see and what our eyes tell us like we're we're not we're not in 1984 with george orwell where we don't believe what we see we see what we believe and believe what we see and what i saw on christmas eve was a team that didn't have any effort so show up show up the games don't matter now you're, we're back to where you've been for seven-plus years, so this shouldn't be anything new to you. Show up. And I don't want the fans to show up. There were over 16,000 no-shows on Christmas Eve for a playoff game. I want that number to be doubled.
0: That's a tricky one for me. I, I don't understand why that was the way that it was. Is, is it
1: just the jaded? I think like, – I, would have thought I think good. it was Christmas Eve
0: yeah okay yeah that's fine
1: and I and I, and I I think they're a lot like us like okay you're probably gonna lose this game
0: yeah I do think you're gonna have and here's a lot the of thing shows it's 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 New Year's Eve New Year's New Year's Eve day uh at you know 2 30 people are gonna be getting ready for their their evenings. I think you'll have a lot of no-shows again. Not, not, I don't think you'll have as many, but I think you'll have a lot, Uh, and I totally understand that.
1: Here's the thing. Before we start getting into our players to watch, it's not just us who are frustrated. I am seeing longtime season ticket holders saying they're done. It's not worth my investment. I am not going to keep supporting this team when this is what happens in a huge game for this franchise. I can't keep doing it. I'm not going to keep doing it. Not just for the financial investment, but for the emotional investment. Because it's both. And it's a lot. And this franchise has done nothing to support either of those the last seven plus years. And then on top of it, you get the effort that the Broncos threw out on Christmas Eve. On national TV. In a playoff game. So it's not just us who are feeling this. I'm seeing it from longtime season ticket holders who have been season ticket holders since I was a kid. So over over close to 40 years, these people have been season ticket holders, knowing that there is a line that is decades long to get season tickets, and people don't care anymore. That speaks volumes.
0: Makes you wonder how many of those people that are on that list – would uh, be willing to say no thank you if they got, you know, had the opportunity to get season tickets based off of what they've seen for the last seven or eight years. So uh,
1: yeah, I would, uh, I would think twice about it.
0: Uh huh. It's a, it's a huge financial commitment. It really is. It really is. All right. Player to watch. Uh, let's start on, on defense.
1: Uh, I'm going to say uh, hopefully this is the last two games of Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton at middle linebacker. <laughs> so watch, so watch them. So we can get two new linebackers in here who don't cause stupid penalties, who don't think they're overconfident and inflated egos are worth dancing up and causing 15-yard penalties in key moments and key games or not even showing up at all. So watch those two because hopefully it's the last two games they play in a Broncos uniform.
0: Could I just point out that um, I have been begging for a, a middle linebacker uh, to be drafted, or, or you have uh, just for years now, for years, and I've been told Since by a lot of Smith. a lot of draft nicks out there have told me you don't have to draft a guy like that, like Micah Parsons, for example. Let's let's talk about Micah Parsons for just a second. Could have had him Could instead had of PS
1: two, and and I would crapped have crapped his okay. pants on a key moment. W-
0: would Would the Broncos be better with Micah Parsons right now or worse? I don't know, but I'm just you talk about. Years and years. At least Michael years. Parsons show
1: up in key moments. Yeah,
0: I just, you know, so yes, I. But I'm, I'm going to keep pounding the table for that until it happens. And and, uh, and and for those
1: who say not to get a middle linebacker, let's look at the Baltimore Ravens, who right? have the two best middle linebackers in football. What did that defense just do to the best offense in football?
0: I think they we can tackle the them. That is middle what they did don't matter. Yeah, they tackled them, which is what what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Anyway, I guess my my player to watch on defense will be um, let's go with PS2. Let's see how he bounce. Just can he bounce back from what happened to him uh, against the Patriots and and have a better performance against the Chargers? Hopefully, hopefully. So, yeah, watch PS2, who uh, I, I'm not going to say he's he's bad and I'm not going to turn on him right now. Uh, but I will say that that was disappointing. That moment there was disappointing. So. Uh, yeah, watch PS2.
1: Uh, offense, and it wasn't, it, and I'll say sure. it, it's not like that was Devontae Adams no. or Cooper Cup or Parker. Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill. Devontae Parker, you get beat on a key play in a key game by Devontae Parker, anyway. Offense. Uh I don't know, Russell Wilson for the same reason of Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell.
0: Sure, spend some time watching Russ for a couple more games at least. I get that. Um I'm gonna go with uh Javante Williams. I, I, I here's here's my my honest take on him. His issue is mental, his his problem is vision, uh and and I think that's a, a, a fair way of looking at it. He's got two games to Show that he can start to become what he was before the knee injury. Uh, it takes longer to come back mentally than it does to come back physically. I, I, I don't want to give up on him at this point. I don't want to say he's washed or done like it's something that it's something that we have a tendency to jump at, uh, which is maybe why I lasted so long on on saying Russell Wilson's going to be okay, and maybe I'm going to make the same mistake here with uh, Javante Williams. But I, I think watch him see if he can maybe learn from some of those mistakes of, of instead of hitting the hole, hitting his own offensive lineman <laughs> and then bouncing into the ground, because that's something that, that could be worth watching for the next couple of games. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's where I'm at with that. You got a score prediction.
1: Uh, I'm going to go jaded. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, 24, 17 chargers.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you bet the trends, right, as we are uh, a betting show. Again, I'll bring that back. We You do bet the trends. I think that's important. Uh, and this Broncos team is trending towards um, not winning. And so I would, that doesn't surprise me. I am going to be try and be more positive here as it's uh, the holiday season and all of that good stuff. And so, um, I don't know, new year, new Broncos, they'll win 25 four to 17. How about that? Um,
1: so my score just flipped.
0: Yeah. Did you feel the, you feel the confidence in my, <laughs> my prediction? <laughs> Loving
1: it. Loving it.
0: All right. Uh, let's do a whip around the league. Let's take a look at what's going on throughout the rest of the NFL just to kind of see because um, mathematically, right? Just to be fair, mathematically the Broncos are not eliminated. Um, but for all intents and purposes, they are. There are some games that if things continue to break the right way and the Broncos went out and, uh, I don't know, some sort of uh, heavenly miracle or some sort of comet strikes something, who knows, they could still make the playoffs. Uh, So are there any games on the schedule that stand out as important for the Broncos or just, just fun to watch?
1: I will say in terms of that playoff race, the Broncos are now behind the Raiders. So just keep that in mind. I'm looking at the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are in trouble. And I think they completely devalued receiver. I've been saying that for since the season started. I, I think they, they did what John Elway did with the offensive line. Just completely devalued the offensive line. Didn't think it was important that their quarterbacks could just overcome all the issues along the offensive line. I think they did that with Patrick Mahomes. I think Andy Reid and the Chiefs thought that they could throw anybody at receiver back there and they would work for Patrick Mahomes. And we're seeing that is not case at all because that offense is not good and Patrick Mahomes has not been good.
0: The Chiefs have been a bit of a surprise, I think, to to most people, and that's that's certainly understandable. So yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one to watch, especially since the Bengals are a, a team that they should beat. They should handle that team. Uh, but it is certainly an interesting one. um you know the other the other team I'm kind of interested in paying attention to or the game I'm interested in is the Dolphins and Ravens. Dolphins at Ravens uh that that is a uh, an interesting matchup. the Dolphins finally beat a team. They came back and beat the beat the Cowboys and the Ravens it, just absolutely handled the uh the the 49ers. so uh, on the road on the road on a Monday night. So that game stands out to me as a big game. Just in terms of these two teams seem to be on some kind of collision course. So this is another one of those preview games, and and so I, I, I will say in that, terms of yeah. betting,
1: in terms of betting, the winner of that game will be the MVP. So if you look at DraftKings, I believe two attack of Iola right now is at plus twelve hundred. So if you have a bet on Lamar Jackson, who's now the favorite, the winner of that game will be your MVP.
0: Ooh. Go slap a dollar on Tua just in case, right? I think that's a that's what or you're 10. saying here. <laughs> or ten, or ten, you you bet what you are comfortable with, as we are uh, generally uh, want to say here. I've said that uh, that little phrase a couple of times. Let me try and move away from it here for the rest of the show, as there's not much time left. Uh, any other games that stand I out? Do th- I
1: do. Yeah. I. I'll just say I think what we saw on Monday is going to be your Super Bowl preview, and I know that's cliche. They're the two best teams in football. But I think it's going to happen. I think the 49ers and the Ravens are clearly the two best teams in football. They will be the teams that meet in the Super Bowl.